When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Who are we? I don't know. You tell me. One second. Hello and welcome to Sugar, Silk and Stretch, a unique boxing podcast brought to you exclusively by Ace Podcast Nation. My name is Ben Doughty. My name is Michael Sokolajide. And I'm Gary Stretch. Gentlemen, um, good to see you. I like the way we've got this kind of graphic um, a little different today. I fancy a change. Um, listen, before we talk about the weekend's fight action, Michael was saying only on Friday night's podcast, God knows how long it's going to take Fury's cut to heal. And maybe that fight can't even be rescheduled even later in the year. You know, maybe it might have to be next year. Suddenly, yesterday, it all comes out, all confirmed. Rematch rescheduled for May the 18th. Turkey, Al Sheik and Fury are doing a Zoom call with Igis Kilmas and Alexander Usyk. Slanging match going back and forth. But the basic uh, you know, bullet point of the whole thing is that they're, they're actually going to have that fight again on May the 18th. And if anyone's sceptical, they say there's a $10 million penalty if anyone pulls out this time. What do you Personal think of that? money. Not from, not from the pot, from their own money. I mean, I don't know how they can work that out, but that's what he said. Yeah, it's got to be their own money because it wouldn't be a pot, would that if if they yeah. fight? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, he's got time to heal. It's a matter of how the training preparation takes place after that. But he he'll have a, as I would imagine, after a big camp, he'll have a uh, a couple of weeks off and uh, and let the heal because he doesn't want to run and pump blood when. Um, when, when he's immediately had stitches, he wants to let it settle. And then, uh, so a couple of weeks vacation and then slowly start getting back into it. And I guess he'll spar the last month, which is probably all he needs. It may be a blessing in disguise not to overtrain or, um, but yeah, hopefully it'll come on again. The elusive fight that keeps evading us, but, uh, hopefully it'll come on this time. I didn't like the, uh, the comments of Usyk manager thought he was very rude. And uh, I see there's going to be an issue down the line with him. I'm sure John Fury or Tyson will grab him and weigh in or something. 
Yeah, he said Fury is a coward. And he said he got his bitch to hit him with the frying pan. And Fury, did you see the Zoom? Fury thought he was talking about his wife. And he said, how can you call me a coward? You've never boxed in your life. And any man who calls my wife a bitch, I'll take his fucking teeth out. And he said, I wasn't talking about your wife. I don't do that shit. He goes, and Fury goes, I'll apologize for that then. I thought you meant me wife. But um, I think there's going to be some That's exactly what I told you guys in the first place. I said, nah, he wasn't talking about his wife. It was impossible. You didn't tell us anything because it didn't happen Friday the last time. Yeah, I, did. I wrote it. I wrote it on your. In, yeah, in yeah, but I, I never book, thought. I never thought he was talking about his wife anyway. At no point did I think that. So you uh, you didn't tell Gary. Well, Gary wasn't on, so I mean, no, I did. It was on Facebook. Somebody might have thought. I never thought. Telepathically, well, I told him. Yeah, I never got that from it at all. But obviously, Fury did. But like Gary says, you know, I think Gary's more sympathetic to, towards Tyson Fury. Than you are, I'm probably more, more of a believer in Tyson Fury. Um, but still, you know, you called you referred to this phenomenon, Michael, as the Fury effect. So many people don't believe him. They think there's all these rumors going around, right? Conspiracy people are saying it was Opitar he's fine with. You can tell by the tattoo on his shoulder, it's not the uh Russian fellow that they said it was. Some people are saying no, uh, Moses Aitama was the one he was sparring. But there, there's so many people don't believe him and think he faked this situation somehow, even now. It's a joke, it's a joke. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's stupid. It was retire because I, I, on the video, I, I looked at the video very closely, tried my best. It definitely wasn't up retire. Some I don't no. know who it is, but it's not him. No different body type, different everything. Um, yeah, yeah, not him. But do we think it? Do you think that's long enough, Silk? Because he's not. It's not just about the cut healing, is it? You got you got a spot. You got to train, haven't you, in spa for the for the fight? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a conditioning. Uh, aspect to his program to his workouts that he has to preparation that he has to you know he has to prepare for so he has to get in shape sparring is a major part of it i would say sparring is the most important part of getting ready for a fight is sparring yeah and the fact that he won't be able to do that i'm surprised they put it back this early uh i think that i think they're doing that I, I mean i think that's a that's a money decision right there it's absolutely a money decision they're like if we put it off too far out people are not going to that we're going to lose the momentum and the the fan interest and all the rest of that the biggest problem so it was not the momentum was the belts was the yeah uh, yeah uh, the, that was the last day yeah, they could do before the IBF take action or whoever else is going to take action or before everyone starts complaining. It's been held up long enough. Yeah. I mean, what's a joke is that Joshua, who's who's lost, you know, a bunch of times, um, and then you've got Herbovich, who is the number one mandatory. Yeah. Why, why uh, AJ can fight a relative beginner... And the winner get a chance to fight for undisputed is insane. When Herbovich should get the shot first, and maybe the winner of them two next. But it doesn't make sense that you could have someone. No matter how good the performance is, two fights you should not be able to fight for an undisputed title when you've got champions out there and um, and 30, 30 Anyway. over five years or whatever uh, sitting on the fence where some guy walks in because of a box office and gets an undisputed that for me puts the game in in much disrepute you know mm -hmm. i think we're already there to be fair gary but you know the trouble is, my only problem is all right they're pushing hergovich as the ibf mandatory right 
My only issue with, with mandatories is they're usually no rhyme or reason to them either. It's usually just the guy that they favoured who's manoeuvred himself into this position that, they've, that they're doing that bit of business with. Like, you know, uh, Avenue Yield. Sanction fees, Ben. Huh? It's san sanction fees. And I think sanction fees are percentages of, of, of uh, purses. And obviously the board, the, 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 uh, the various, um, uh, what do they call the fucking belts? The the various organisations are just looking to get paid. I mean, of course, of course. That's so why it's, it's not in their interest to have an undisputed champion, is it? Of course, it isn't. No, because... it's like Crawford. I mean, look at Crawford moving up to fight Canelo when Benavides has been sat on the fence for two years. You know, it's not right. Um, yeah. I think what they should do if they're going to do money fights, and I'm all for the entertainment of a Crawford Canelo I'd love to see and I think Crawford beats him but they should strip the belts and just have the, the fantasy fight and let the genuine contenders box off and win some belts yeah well that's a good idea I, I think the whole thing needs breaking and starting again from scratch really doesn't it I mean well, you, you know, know what's sad is boxing is a business and so look at all these guys who are fighting forever and you only normally get money when you win a belt so let these guys win some belts you you've you've had your belts canelo you've had every belt that's going so now just take your money fights and and your legacy fights and let the other guys earn some money it's just but it's, thing, i don't agree that you only get money but i realize obviously it makes a big difference and that's the reason why they're bargaining tools but it's been proven when revenue is really there, the belts are not important. I remember when Floyd Mayweather told the, the, the WBC to go and suck it when he didn't want to pay an exorbitant sanctioning fee. When he fought Miguel Cotto, I think it was, he said, forget it then, take your belt, because it just wasn't important to him. No, and I think but it, we're it, reaching it is, a point. When it is money. Them. It's not money when you're talking Floyd Mayweather money, but it is money when you're talking, you know, 20 grand a fight and then you win a world title and then it becomes a... 200,000, 400,000 to fight. You know, when you put your belt on the line, they have to pay for it. And so it's not money, money in the big scheme of Floyd Mayweather money, but it's money to the guys who are, who are working yeah. fighters. To win a world title, the, 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 the revenue definitely goes up. They, they then also can get better sponsorship. They can get a lot of endorsements, public appearances. They can earn you a living. You say that now, not really, Gary, because world champions these days, some people don't even know who they are. That's the old days. That's your era and the era before. The Alan Minters and even, like you say, Chris Eubanks and you know, Barry McGuigans and stuff. If Michael Mackinson won a world title tomorrow... He ain't getting loads of sponsorship and endorsement. Exposure. No, but if Michael Maxim won a world title in his own little world, he would go back yeah. to his town and there would be a, he might yeah, get sure. a grant to sign it. Uh, you know, uh, he would make a living somewhat in his world. It's uh, like, again, it's, you know, the 1% make the huge money, but these guys can earn a living. They're, they, you know, these are, these are professional boxers who need to earn a living. A belt would help them immensely. And it's not only that, they've spent 20 years, Michael knows, to 20 years to become a champion. A lot of these guys, of course, they want to make a living, but they really just, the dream is to become world champion. So, But do, do you think, for instance, Philip, getting back to the, to, to the original thing, do you think Philip Hergovic is the number one contender in any kind of sane, independent top 10 of the world's best heavyweights? Bearing in mind, Usyk has three of those belts tied up and Fury has the other one. Do you think Philip Hergovic is anybody's number one in, in any real sense? I think he gets beat by the top three. There you go. So, so he's but, not he's, anyone, but he, he's but he is number one in. Alone. Yeah. So. You know. mm.
I don't really have much to say on the subject. I mean, he earned his spot. Uh, he deserves his shot. Um, but, you know, it's it's a common thing. I mean, I remember when I was the number one contender for Hagler's title, and I was scheduled to fight Hagler for the middleweight title. Sugar Ray came out of retirement, and that just blew everything away. And all you can do as a fighter is go, okay, you know, that's the big money fight. That's what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's There's no argument on that. It's always that's always just been the understanding the fight that's 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 bigger that's the bigger attraction is always going to be made and i think fighters realize that innately if realize. i was if i was lined up to fight Hagler, i would wish sugar ray Leonard come out of retirement for me yeah. <laughs> you know harold graham was the one who was chasing Hagler as well harold graham really wanted that fight harold Manic graham would have given him problems because he i think he had the style um you know Hagler was so dominant but graham was a a different kind of fighter. Of course, you've got to think Hagler would be. I don't know. I, I was. I, 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 I think. I think Bomber gave everyone problems. You know, he did. What, he, he was very difficult in his prime. What, what but, do you think, Michael? When you say when you look at Graham, you think what? I, I, I he's a very um, he's tightly wound. You know what I mean? He's tightly wound, not unlike John the Beast Mugabe. Not as not as obvious, a very different fighter. Powerful, yeah. But, but, you know, he throws a lot of, like, he's straight punches, all the rest of that kind of stuff. But he's, he's very tightly wound. And, and, and I don't know if fighters like that would do good with someone like Hagler. Because Hagler's persistent. He's strong. And, and you just waste too much energy. You have to have that languidness. You know what I mean? Languidity. you got to be I, like a I sparred quite a few rounds with McGarvey. And you know what the funny thing was? The only thing that he hurt me on was <laughs> my arms and my hips. Yeah. <laughs> He never touched my face. He was banging me in the elbows, my arms, my shoulders, yeah. my hips. Like he was, uh, but just, you just felt like the longer it went on, the worse it was going to get. Like, yeah. yeah. I go and steal four rounds all day with him, but you think yeah. 12 rounds, uh, you know, I'll fight him as an amateur. Yeah. You know, he was, he was, he was very, he was much more capable. Like he had many more skills than you would think when you look at him, uh, when you look at Mugabe, for instance, he's not just like a one punch knockout fighter, just swinging for the bleachers. He's he absolutely, um, he calculates when he's going in and he has this quick little pullback. It's not smooth and suave. Yeah, I like that. Way and that nice. You know, yeah, he was an Olympic, he had, you know, he was an Olympic silver medalist. You know, and that's exactly right. And then when you look at it, the, the, I mean, really the best fighters are the ones with that Olympic experience or international amateur experience because they've seen everything and they've Do you know what? they need to know. You know what? He lost to Andres Aldama of Cuba in the 1980 um, welterweight final. Have, and Andres Aldama was the guy who lost to Sugar Ray Leonard in the 1976 light welterweight final. Yeah. So it's a nice little lineage yeah. there. Yeah, but, um, Getting back to Fury and Usyk, so are you are you credulous, both of you, that this is May the eighteenth, and, and it just is unfortunate, can't be avoided. What happened? I think it's on. I think it's slightly unfair for Fury. I think he's under a lot of pressure now, unfairly because why is it unfair for him? What's unfair? Well, 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 there's two two sides to the coin. It's slightly unfair. He's under pressure because of you know everything's got to go particularly well for him. Um, hopefully no infection. He could have a slight infection, could put him back. You know, there's a many things happen with a cup. Um, 
he's under pressure now. If he if he something God forbid happens again, he'll get sandblasted, even if it's a genuine, you know. He'll have to move to Namibia or something. Yes, yeah, so if something happens again, he's under immense pressure. But at the same time, one can have the argument you should be under pressure if he gained between fifty and a hundred million dollars for a fight. So you know exactly. well, come on, how much sympathy, how much sympathy can you have for the man? Yeah, and so you, you I, would fight, I would fight with a, a my head hanging off for 50. Yeah. So go on. So now I'm just gonna say uh, it's interesting how people perceive uh Tyson Fury differently than they did a while ago. Like at first it was yeah. kind of like everyone was very like aloof about it. Oh, he's funny, he's this that and the other. Now all of a sudden he's he's hit a different nerve. Um, he has, and even his, even some of his advocates are turning on him and saying they've had enough of him. They've had enough yeah. of the mouth juxtaposed yeah. with what we're getting. And so many of you probably saw this in the loop of social media that we're both in on Facebook. Gary doesn't participate so much, but loads of people were saying this fight won't happen. I'll believe it when I see it. I bet you Fury pulls out. And do you believe? I know. I think Gary does. Do you believe in energy? Do you believe in the idea of a mass hoax on something, or sorry, a mass jinx? perpetrate on something because so many people are predicting it won't come off that maybe it has no some kind way. of force no way you don't believe in that Definitely. i believe in uh you, you know i believe in you know you put it out there sometimes you you know be careful what you know there's many sayings and they don't come from nowhere be careful what you wish for and you know all this Thoughts stuff become things i think it's really unfair for fury having having done everything he's he's been asked of him in his career Going outside of his his comfort zone to win titles, to fight the best at that time, the most dangerous at that time, to get off the floor like a fucking hero. It was like a Rocky movie. All of that forgotten with one silly bad performance against an MMA guy, I think is very unfair. He had a bad night. He may not have prepared well. He's a human being. He still got through it. And he still got off the floor to win. I think people are very cruel uh, you're as good as your last fight. I, I I don't believe in that sentiment. I believe you're as good as your career. And um, yeah, I agree. No, but that can only be weighed up that night. And I think we should die. Fury alone and give him the credit he deserves. He'll be, given, he'll be given credit when his career is finished. But everyone has the absolute right to judge him in the moment where he's at, and and they should state their opinion of him where he's at. So I, I don't know. He um. I mean, he doesn't necessarily rub me the wrong way. I don't really have a strong opinion about him one way or the other. I just know what I know when I look at him. You know, look at it this way. There's, there's Gary and Ben. Is there one thing, when you look at Tyson Fury fight, is there one thing you wish you could do like he did? No. No. Right. <laughs> and you look at but you look at other guys, you could look at... I wish I could throw a right hand like Rocky Marciano. You go in the gym, you work on it. I wish I could. I wish I could. You know, what I mean, I want to pull back like Donald Curry, a counter. You know, and yeah, exactly. Like you, Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Alexis Arguello, all the rest of those guys. When you see greatness, you want to, you want to copy greatness. I have. I know what you mean. Fury sure never looked like being a great fighter at all. Done. Then I was like, oh, my God, I wish I could do that. Or that was amazing. No, but I'm not a heavyweight. And what Tyson Fury oh, does. Heavyweight. No, 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 hear me, hear me. What Tyson Fury does is a lot of things heavyweights don't do. And he has, he's six foot eight or six foot seven. 
He moves like a middleweight. He's elusive. He has fast hands. He's got a good IQ. He does a lot of things that heavyweights don't do. Middleweights, you know, all of that, yes. I've always said Muhammad Ali is not the greatest fighter ever. He may be the greatest advocate of the fight game. He's not the greatest fighter ever. He's not in the really? league of Sugar Ray Leonard as a technician. Yeah, but he's the, the best head. heavyweight ever for me. But he wasn't the greatest fighter. There are many fighters technically better than Muhammad Ali. Better yeah, punches, better, more elusive. Gary, Gary, technical is not... No, but more know, elusive than Ali... I don't know if there is a great fighter that's technical. You tell me a great fighter that's tech. Who's the greatest technical fighter you could name? Good question. Well, um, let me let me say this. You get a Sugar Ray Leonard, you get a Floyd Mayweather, okay? And if you actually take all the panache and the style, they had style and natural ability. But if you slow the motion down, the punches are pretty bang on technical. I used to watch Floyd. And, and watch Ray, and I would slow it down. And, and in the speed of Leonard, he's still throwing technically perfect shots. And I was thinking that he's a very technical fighter as much as a natural ability. He Floyd knew Mayweather. The Sorry? Technical, Michael. Floyd Mayweather, technical. Great. Hello? Sorry. Michael Floyd. Something weird's happening. Is Michael frozen? One second. You good? I can see you, but Michael's frozen. Yeah, and I was lost the volume there as well. It was it was weird what was going on there. Sorry about this, guys. Um, Michael's frozen, hasn't he? He's um he's frozen because he literally can't deal with what you just said. That Muhammad. Because we had this argument. We we had the who's the greatest, Robinson or Ali? But when you when you say greatest, Gary, do you mean? greatest or do you mean technically best because greatness is something else as well I feel you mean the, the technically best most accomplished fighter who could do more things than anybody else and no, you're I saying mean, it's not the, best, the best ever I mean that has everything I mean explosive punching elusive the um, incredible style uh, like Ali was amazing at a lot of things but as a heavyweight but you know if, if he, he was not he was, he, you know, his career, he got hit a lot. You know, I know it was late. What I was telling Silk when we had the debate, I said he would, because he, he cites Ali as a defensive genius sometimes. I said, no, he was a genius and his movement was beautiful and his ability to pull back from shots. And he was quite unhittable for a little short time in his prime, arguably. But he did get hit a lot, especially in the 70s. You know, and before, you know, in the 60s when he was still finding his groove. So... And he wasn't Ali a one. Was he, he wasn't a one punch, uh, you know, technician. He, he, you know, he'd wear you down. He, he took people out with a shot occasionally, but um, he he was good at everything, and he was an incredible heavyweight, and maybe the best heavyweight ever. But I would have loved to see even Lennox in his prime against Ali. I think that would have been an interesting fight, just simply with the size of Lennox and and Lennox's ability and. Uh, that would have been, an, we can't go back in time, but the greatest fighters ever, even Roberto Duran, Leonard, uh, um, Salvador Sanchez, Salvador Sanchez, Pernell Whitaker, um, yeah. Floyd for me is hard to beat in his prime. He had everything. Um, yeah, so, although the thing with Floyd, 
Floyd wouldn't take the risk, so Floyd micromanaged his career to latterly. So Floyd, Floyd was un unbelievably awesome technically, but he didn't do the heroics the other guys did. But look what he did with Canelo, half the size. And Canelo was wasn't uh, uh, green. He was he was a forty plus fight professional when he that fought. Was, yeah, it was an amazing performance. Did you answer my question? So, your you, volume sounds. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Awful now, mate. I don't know what happened there. Oh. Yeah, the volume is too low. Too low. Yeah. yeah. Way too low. Try coming back in on the same device you were in before. I don't know what happened. It was a freak thing. Okay. It, it wasn't that you shouldn't be who, on that device. Who dressed you today, Silk? I don't know. Gay pirate stylist, I'm guessing. I think Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think Silk has got a, um, a sartorially sharp style. He's got his own interpretation of that kind of thing. But... You know, um, yeah, it's a very interesting area. See, we had this debate, me and Michael, before you joined the the, the, the throng, uh, Gary. And his argument was Ali is the greatest fighter anyway. I said what you said. I said he's the greatest heavyweight and he's my idol alongside Sugar Ray Leonard. But I feel there's been a few more capable, complete fighters from the lower weight division. Than <laughs> Ali. You know. Ali, yeah. Ali got so much, you know, he was such an advocate for the sport and a credible, um, you know, but... But you say that he had he he had his opinions on on um, race and you know he he, um, he wasn't so neutral in his life and um, so you know it's it's all relevant. But I think Ali was an incredible ambassador, an incredible fighter as a heavyweight. But when you look at the great classic fighters, if I was teaching a kid to learn boxing, I would take. Purnell, I would take Floyd, I would take Ray Leonard, I would take Salvador oh, Santos, and I would take all these guys and make him watch a million videos of them, not Muhammad Ali. Yeah. What's this? Chris is saying Floyd is technically the best, his defense was never breached enough to take a loss. Great has come from your service to the sport and sportsmanship. Well, that's, that's an interesting interpretation. I'm, I'm not sure sportsmanship is really a relevant factor of greatness as such, but, uh, but I understand where he's coming from on that one. Uh, here comes the silk again. Because I know this is an interesting conversation over Silk as well, um, involved. How's it going? Uh, what I miss. Let's just keep going. I mean, I, I, you, you, you. What your argument was, aside from the Ali thing, which we've gotten into before, is that there's no such. You were saying, name me a great technical fighter. Great fighters tend to be not technical in the textbook sense, and that's why they're great. Partly, that was mm -hmm. your thrust, I believe. Yeah, with the exception of maybe like Alexis Arguello, who technically is, you know. Silk, if you were t training your son to be a fighter, and he was a, who would you have him watch? Would you have him watch Leonard Hagler, Pernell Whitaker, Floyd, Samuel I mean, Sanchez, or would you have him watch Muhammad Ali, who got? There's something. There's something from all of them. Like I would, I would love for my son, who I taught to have the instincts of Muhammad Ali, for instance. 
I would love for him to have the reflex of Muhammad Ali. Uh, you know what I mean? I would love for him to... Uh, Instincts and reflex are natural-born things. They're not they're yeah. learned. Exactly. You don't learn reflex. You can you can train it on uh, you know hand-eye coordination, but your reflexes are God-given, as is... Uh, but, um, I mean, when you're learning to box, you learn the basics. Are you going to learn the basics from Ali, or are you going to learn the basics from someone else? There are many better fighters technically than Ali. He's frozen again. He's just absolutely stock still like a pillar of salt. Um, all right, we'll keep running with it, Gary. We've got to be as we've got to flow as much as we can. I agree with you, but what I would say, if you look at the Ali that beat Cleveland Williams and Zora Foley um, and Ernie Terrell, he was pretty close to pugilistic perfection at that particular time for the heavyweight division. Um, I do think Ray had a few. Aspects to his game that Ali didn't have. I mean, body punching is the obvious one people pick up on. Ali wasn't, didn't really seem to have that infighting body punching side to his, you know, to his game. Never really developed it. Never, never bothered with it. Never relied on it. Never perfected it. But um, and Salvador, you know, guys like Salvador Sanchez were more complete fighters, I think. You know, and Roberto Duran even, you know, and, and perhaps a, a Marvin Hagler too. But I wouldn't say Marvin Hagler was a greater fighter than Ali, though. I don't think I could make that statement in terms of the enormity. Both contributions, both resumes inside the ropes. I, I don't think I could say Hagler was greater than Ali. No, because Ali had magic in him. Uh, um, Hagler was more of a grind you down, a basic he was. technician. Like, a bit he like had Holy, flair. A bit like Holy Field. You know, he, he was had like movement. A, you know? Movement, great grit, great determination, great mind, strength of mind. Great, you know, he took his shirt for. Good sure of shots too, uh, Hagler, but he took a shot. But he, he got hit a lot. If you looked at all the big fights, Hearns, all of the Leonard, he took a lot of lot of. Uh, not often that Hagler came out of fights unscathed, so his defense was not on point as as much as. But he was just generally a, an animal, uh, like Holyfield. He had that. He's just a real, true, solid professional. With did everything good, and then the mind of Hagler used to destroy people. Yeah, um, I mean, he'd he people has... down, he'd break them. Um, sure. So, what did you? Where would you have stood if you'd if you'd have been part of the team when we had the debate, Sugar Ray Robinson versus Muhammad Ali in terms of Robinson who's the all day long, another level. I was arguing for Robinson, but 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 Silk, see, he broke it down aspect for aspect. He said, "Okay, let's do it." Then he said, "Who's got the best jab? Who's got the best footwork? Who's got the best hand speed? Who's got the best power on a pound for pound basis?" Who's the best body puncher? Who's got the best straight right and, and left hook? And he went through the whole gamut. And as far as he was concerned, Ali scored on top more more times. I tell you, um, Prime Larry Holmes was a hell of a fighter. Yes, he was. I mean, I think he's one of the finest heavyweights ever lived, and and neither do I think he's underrated. I think that's a cliche. Everybody says he's underrated, but too many people say it for it possibly to be true. You know, fighting Harada is underrated because nobody ever mentions him. Larry Holmes, perfectly rated. Um, Silk, do you so, know why this is happening to you? I, I I believe it has something to do with the Wi-Fi in my house this time. I don't know. Okay. I don't know why well, when we get some more sponsorship, we're going to have to move you to a different place on the Upper West Side, I think. Somewhere <laughs> where you don't get that squeaking sound either, you know? We just need uh, to get him outside of the YMCA, that's all. 
Exactly that. Exactly. I was gonna. I didn't want to say it because I wondered if maybe I could. That was homophobic. No. But he uses it. He goes out at night. He says, "I live in a fifty-two bedroom house." They don't know. You guys, you guys, <laughs> you guys are going to get cancelled. The both of you. It's going to be silk, silk, and silk. They already said that you were platformed by white guilt. So that was silk. I need a very story. important question today, and because you look beautiful, and it's who dressed you today? Oh, I think. You know, I did this myself. I wanted to impress you all. I was like, okay. Yeah. You look yeah. quite quite special. No, oh, I thank you. Yeah. I, I feel special. Did, didn't, uh, who was it? De Niro? He did that song. I can't sing like De Niro, so I won't do it. But What what did what did De Niro do? I didn't know he, he sang the song. I'm special, so special. Come on, Gary, what you're the it? actor. You can do it. I never, I never, heard, I never knew De Niro had had a musical for Ray, actually. I didn't know he was a vocalist of any kind, but. Guys, all right. So that's half an hour. We talk about Fury, and we were getting into an interesting area, which we can still come back to about about greatness and Ali and technicality and fundamentals. And ex but quite briefly, um, on a more relevant thing. conversation, Ben, let's talk about Conor Ben. Uh, yeah, well, I was I was going to go one or the other. Before, well, okay, well, so before, ben, before we go there, before we go there, don't we have to state like what our records are, our perspective records? And Would you like I, to do because, that? Because one of us is in first place, and one of us is in second, and one of ladies us and gentlemen who are watching the show. Let's mostly just gentlemen, because I know we don't have many female fans. Astonishingly, <laughs> even though we're two absolute historical heartthrobs, we don't have a big female following as yet on the show. But so, guys, we have a scoreboard based on the predictions we make. Some of us make. Some of us sit out when we feel like it and duck and dive. Say we're going to do it later. We never come through. But this is the scoreboard so far. On some 16, of them, some of us give give away for karmic reasons. Oh, in reverse away. order, in reverse I, I, order. Yeah, have you still have you know that I've given away two at least two? Do you want me to announce out? your score or not? Do you want me to? Do you, this is your moment of glory. This this is probably the best thing that's ever happened to you. I will okay, never give so you another one ever. In reverse order, from sixteen predictions, I have ten right and six wrong. Okay, yes, so you're ten. Gary, and six. from a total, I am ten and six. From a total of 12 predictions, Gary Stretch has nine correct predictions and three reversals. Okay. Now, no, sorry. No, you're nine and three. So Gary Stretch has nine correct predictions and four incorrect predictions. At the top of the table right now is Michael the Silk Alajade Jr. with nine correct predictions. Oh, wait, and wait, only wait, three wait, 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 wait. Wait, before you announce it, before you announce it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, let's go, guys. <laughs> you just gave me a really easy cut up for Instagram there. Well done. You start to use your acumen here. You start to use your loafer. Yeah. Wow. Sugar and spice. <laughs> yeah. So listen, the thing is, it means so much to him, Gary. You can tell, can't you? I mean, I walk away from this. I don't think about it. I think he's he really is invested in this. Sugar, come on! Commits, he commits, look at the clothes. When he gets stressed, he commits. When he calls a fight, he commits. When he wins, he celebrates in commitment. He he's commits always. Just a passionate yeah. person, yeah. Okay, he's a very passionate man. Well, yeah. what's wrong so, with being? What's wrong with being right? I don't understand. What's wrong with being right? I love that. <laughs> You're a bright, shining light. <laughs> yeah. But um. Okay, now you can okay. announce my record. I'm nine and I'm ten and. 
You were nine and three. Stop exaggerating and, and, and make doctrine the figures. You were nine, nine and three. three. I was nine you're, and you're, three. You did not go any further. You just stayed still. I just lost one because you wasn't in the game. Yeah, no, I, I won not win that, but he, you he, didn't he, win anything. I did. I, that's win. what I'm trying to tell him. But you sat on the fence. You never called it in. You said you was going to call it in. And he, did, no, he did that last week as well. The, no, week, no, there were two. There were two fights yesterday. One I called in. Yeah. Only the Connor Ben. We all called yeah. it in. Okay. So we all had one more win. Okay. So so how am I at nine when I was? I at had nine two more because I picked Boatsy as well. Yes. Yeah. So. so I, so I'm 10 and 3, right? Well, no, you're not 10 and 3. Four. You're 9 and 3. You didn't take part in the other one. Oh. Gary's I'm 9 10 and, and 4. four. Because he took a he took a punt on the fight you didn't, and he got a loss. You get <laughs> it? Knew, so that's not much time on this. And they said it's for karma. I'm going to give it a oh, just yeah. because Ben liked the guy. and he wore This is not interesting. I suspect this is not interesting from a viewer perspective at all. So can we move on and talk about Connor Ben? Since Gary Connor wanted ben. to deal with that one first. Okay, go I, on, Gary. Well, I was... It's disappointed. Um, of course, I don't know the strength of Dobson. Is he better than we think? I don't think so. Um, what it did underline was Conor Ben's not, in my opinion, as much as I love him, he's not ready for the elite. Um, and I'll give you an example. Uh, Dobson, a very simple thing. He, he threw a very slow jab consistently and it came back to his chest any top level Crawford uh, top level A list would have put the right time and threw the right hand over the top fight over uh, Connor's timing seemed to be off he overreached a lot he there was a lot of flaws which I'm sure he can get right but he's not ready yet for for the category that I felt he, he was ready for ready for you know what some people are saying? Now, you guys? I put the Eubanks fight and the Connor fight are much more close. Even fair. You yeah. know what some people are saying? Now, now Ben, Ben, you do know that's a reversal of what he was telling us before the fight. Look, Michael, you're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to watch something and be a man about it and admit that your thinking is important. I said he was Rather the most... just being a stubborn fuck and holding your ground at all costs and dying Thank on you. that goddamn hill. Thank you, Ben. I said I was excited about Connor. He was the most exciting. I still think he's the most exciting. He's, he's uh, he commits. You got to love him for that. It's also difficult to take get someone. You know, we all know when you throw offense, it opens up. You know, you, you become yeah. open to getting hit. And and Dobson was very much on the fence. Talked about being a dog. The only dog he was was a dog running off all the time. Ben went after him from round one, as he said he would. He, there's no. Um, Mystery with Ben, he goes to fights. Everyone knows that he's either going to knock you out or get knocked out. He never got knocked out with Dobson because Dobson never threw much. He's like, Ben tried. you got to give him that. But in his trying, he, he didn't execute as a elite top, top level. He's a, no, he certainly isn't elite top, though. I mean, could you imagine him against Yes, potential, but he's not there yet. I, take, I, I, I hold my hands up. Well, hang on. You know what people are saying, don't you? You know what people are saying. They're saying, now you're not on the juice. You can't knock these guys out. And that's why you've gone there. I mean, I know the, the Mexican guy was a tough hombre. But they're saying you're not getting rid of these guys because you're not on the gear anymore. That's what they're saying blatantly. Yeah, but it's not fair. You know, both fighters he fought were bigger too. Let's see him fight a 146 guy. Um, Do you know what? I heard he rehydrated Ben to 170. 
according to Lee Groves, who's a who's a copy box number uh, compiler. Not only, that, not only that, his opponent Dobson was under one forty-seven as well. No, he wasn't. They both weighed one fifty point six. Okay, but oh, they both did. I hear, I hear he rehydrated twenty pounds, Gary. I don't, I'm not sure if it's really. Well, fun, I understand, but but you still fight a one forty-seven guy. So I'd like to see him fight a true welterweight and and see if the power's there. Like, but they, but they both weighed the same coming in. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm saying, but but but, um, but if I'm a welterweight and I get weighed heavily because I'm I'm not drying out, uh, you know, it doesn't. Does well, obviously mean... he did dry out because he came in at 170 afterwards, right? Yes, to a degree. I mean, most guys lose. Work down. Most guys walk around 10 pounds heavier than they fight, you know? Uh, I, I know but, uh, he's fought two bigger opponents. I'm not I'm not defending him. He should have got rid of both. Well, not the, the other one, no, but this he should have got rid of Dobson, I think. Yeah. I think if you put Dobson in with someone like uh, Crawford or... or any so any of these guys, he's not going to be there. He's not going to be there after ten rounds. But uh, so he showed some clinks in the armor. I, I hold my hands up. What's this guy on about? What's this clinks in the armor were actually. Um, up, it, it's an What's ability. This? It's an ability, right? It's an ability to be able to put your opponent away, and he's able to. He's he's a he's a good puncher. He's respectable. He can throw any punch. His release is great. All those things we were talking about before. He's all good with that. But there's a knowledge in knowing, you know, when you got the guy on the cusp and went to step on the gas and 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 hit him with, and hit him with the shots that are going to end the fight. And that is what he's kind of lacking in. I don't think his physicality is lacking. I think he's. Do you know, people are still talking about. Sorry, people are still talking about Fury and the cuts. And, and and Usyk and all that, and that's what all the comments are having their debate themselves. Yeah. What, um, what I'm aware of is we've got quite a lot of viewers compared to the average for tonight, and they're still hanging back on that Fury thing. So I didn't understand when the when the gentleman said the Americans are sickened because their blue chip American African was a dud, and I was trying to figure out who he was talking about. He was talking about Deontay Wilder, I think. Sorry about that. Okay. Keep going, Silk. Uh, I lost my train of thought. I knew you would. It's literally you have to keep talking, or you've literally. You did that on purpose. I know you did that on purpose. I didn't do it on purpose. I was just trying to make sense of um what, well, what the, the viewers are saying. Around now, we can go back to Tyson Fury if you want. No, we don't have to. I mean, it's you know, um, we're I trying mean, to move on. It's, it's definitely an interesting topic for me. I don't think we've hit. I don't, I don't think we've hit the nail nail on the head for that. Uh, the Tyson. Well, Fury. we can come back to it, but let's finish it with Ben. Like I say. People are saying his, you know, his inability to put a dent in that guy last night certainly is indicative of somebody who's not, not doing what he was doing before. You know, um, I wonder where we go from here, really, because I guess he's going to have a hearing in Britain uh, with the British Boxing Board of Control and UK at some point this month or next month, from what I understand. And I guess we'll go forward after that. But Gary, you know, if, if he fights Eubank, um, let's say in the spring or the summer. Are you still confidently predicting to walk through Eubank? Mm, depends on the weight. Okay. Uh, if, if, you really if, think the weight makes that much a difference? I, I think it makes a lot of difference to Eubank. Um, so, and also, Ben is obviously not as effective the higher up he goes. Um, I do think that the more interesting fight would be Devin Haney. As much as Haney's a more polished fighter than, let's say, Eubank, I think it's a more interesting fight with Ben. I, I don't think Haney's particularly 
a big puncher. I think he can hurt you, but I don't think. But I think that's a more interesting fight because of the weights, because of the styles. I would much rather, yeah. as a fight fan, watch Haney Ben than probably you, Ben. But what has he done to deserve a shot at Haney anyway? That's. The, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind well, saying it. Twenty-three and zero with fifth. 14 knockouts. So what what has Agarnu okay. done to fight fucking Tyson Fury? It's a, well, it's we a know that, but I, it's I a commercial fight. Like that, would I? It's a fight that's interesting. Or do you want to watch uh, Haney fight who? I'd rather see him fight Lomachenko again because he got beat last time and I give it to him. You know, that, that's a fun. I would like to see him fight maybe Tank Davis or Shakur Stevenson. Not fun a bit. The thing is with Ben, what you've got to give him is whoever he fights, it's going to be fun because he's either going to get beat and knocked out or he's going to try to knock him out. I mean, he's always interesting and exciting, whether or not he executes, but you know he's turning up to have a tear up. And, and that's, I think, his, his, his commerciality. If, you know ben what fight, if Ben fights Haney, you know he's going to go after Haney like a madman. Where do you get to for it, you, you know, you know, I'm thinking when I think of when I think of uh, oh, someone's Lisa here. Yeah, okay. Um, when I when I think of um, Johnny the Heat Verderosa versus yes. Cornelius Boza Edwards, and Johnny the Heat whooped a lot of guys. Like he was exciting and he was energetic and he, and he, you know, he beat a lot of guys. He beat Sean O'Grady. He, you know what I mean. He 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 done really well, and you'd expect him to do very well against somebody. When he came up against somebody that was legitimately strong, lightweight, hard punching, Cornelia Boza Edwards, Cornelius Boza Edwards, he got absolutely thumped in that fight. Like his talents didn't even matter what was going to were pretty much irrelevant. And that's what I see with uh, with Connor Ben. If he were to step up against the elite of the 147 right now, which would be Crawford or Ennis, it's like, no, that's not the move. This kid needs to be nurtured a lot more. He needs to be taught a lot more. He needs to be, he needs to, um, he, his confidence at that level wouldn't be there either. I mean, if he went in there against those guys, I, I don't think he would be, uh, I, I don't think he would show the level of confidence that he showed going up against this kid. Now, I, I understand. Think, I mean, look, look at Nigel Ben. He wasn't the most technically. No, but they're different. He has ferocity yeah. and, and excitement and power. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, but he and was sorry, but it but 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 he was good at his weight, and he pretty much stayed at his weight, middleweight to super middle. Uh he stayed in his own comfort zone. He didn't try and go up and down the scale, but I don't see why anyone should. But um I think Connor has a lot of Pluses on his on his. No, he obviously does. You're right, Gary. He's talented now. He's he's got talent, and he takes the initiative. He's aggressive. He's the things you want to see as a fighter. But no, he's not the level of his father yet. He's not the ability of his father yet. His father was a different beast, absolutely. And and uh, he has like, <laughs> like his father. He has like no hesitation, no reservation. He does believe he's the best, and you need that as a fighter. But his father also had a way of like uh, Nigel also had a way of like he he took his strengths and he made them an issue for anybody else that was going to fight and and so he he was able to impress his style upon other people and and that is also a way bigger puncher I think or significantly bigger yeah, puncher yeah absolutely absolutely that as well and and everything he threw was with conviction he was a hundred percent in and and he would. 
and he would be willing to take it as well. And I and and I see I see Connor Ben disengage when he gets hit. If he gets touched, he disengages. If his dad got hit, when his dad got hit, his dad was like right there and he's swinging back. You know what I mean? Yeah, like if you wait, Nigel, you was in more trouble than if you didn't hit him because he he yeah. used he used to come at you like the wounded wrong. tiger syndrome. You know, he was the most I, dangerous I when he was hurt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's. I think Connor's probably a little bit more athletic than his dad. Um, you but think he's more athletic than his dad? I think he's more athletic. More, I think he could be a more. He has the potential to be a little bit more slick, but of course, the power he doesn't have his father's power, and he, I don't think he has his father's. Uh, his father found, like you say, Michael, he found a, a way to always get there somehow. He had he, he executed. Connor's still searching for that for that. He tries, he, but he's he hesitates not, he's not a lot. The kid hesitates a lot. And he hesitates for a reason because he's uncomfortable. Now he's not understanding, he doesn't understand what his opponents are doing. Something's causing him to hesitate. Because as soon as he gets hit, it's like Oh my God! I got hit, and and like I have to think about a new way to approach this, and and whereas his father would be like, I got hit, and that's what happens in the fight game. You got hit, but here, while while you hit me, hold this and see how you is, like it. Is is that yeah. experience, Silk? I, I I don't believe so. I think it's a characteristic trait. I think it's something like the like his father was extremely. Like an aggressive, I don't care, I'm going to get you, you can hit me, whatever it is. And I don't think his son is comfortable with the same levels of discomfort than his father was. And I only say that, like, I, I haven't seen the kid that often, but but as much as I've seen, he's talented. He's definitely got talent. He definitely has ability, but it needs to be cultivated more. He, he, needs, he needs more cultivation in order to, um, I think, break into the top. I guess the five top five. I guess now, welterweights are about five deep. Is he rated in the top ten in the world? Not, not by any independent ranking body. No, like with any sense, but sanctioning bodies, yeah, with the WBC is. But that's what I mean. If you're not ranked in the top ten by Ring Magazine or Boxing News, then you're pretty much not really there in real times. Yeah. You know, yeah. in, where is he? In them, where is he in Boxing News and Ring? Someone would have to check that for me. You know, but um, you know, I'm that's sure probably... top fifteen, right? Maybe, maybe just about, but he, he ain't in the top ten. I'm pretty sure. I think he should be in the top twelve. We'd have to go through those names, wouldn't we? You'd have to justify that position, but I don't think he's truly. A, I don't think he's a world class fighter yet. I think that's the essence of what Michael is saying, and we should have to see where his career goes from here politically. The, the as much problem as with Conor Ben at this point, somewhat management, and that means to me, stop flying all over the place. Pick your weight, dominate it, and then then move around. First, well, find he's a welterweight, wouldn't he? Then he's fought over yeah, the but he's all over the place. He wants to fight this guy, that guy. All these, he's looking at all these fantasy fights. Like first, find your find your lane, and okay. and find and find a lane where you dominate, where you are a big puncher in that lane, where you are dominant in that lane, and and master that lane. Stop trying to find all these different money or intrigue fight master what weight you're going to fight at get comfortable get get some results at that weight and then once you've satisfied certain achievements then you can start moving around right now he's all over the place 
Okay, I think Eddie Hearn, uh, basically, Ben, I think Eddie Hearn knows that his fight uh, against uh, Eubank is the only real fight that's going to make sense. I agree with you. I think that's the only plausible fight they feel confident about where the big money yeah. has. And yeah. it has to happen in Britain. And for it to happen, exactly. in, Britain, and that's and the for only to happen in Britain, they have some political jurisdictional things to sort out. Let's wrap yeah. Conor Ben for now, because I know some of our audience don't like us giving him too much attention because okay. of the way he's alienated boxing fans with the drug stuff. And some of them think, you know, we, we, we don't want to flog a dead horse and go on about it forever. I think yeah. we've addressed his performance last night now. I was pretty impressed with Joshua Boatsy last night. I thought it was a really, a really good look. Um, I was impressed with the way he went about the job. You know, I was hoping Aziz would do well because I like, I know and like him. But I thought Boatsy showed he had other levels and it was a great performance. Gary? Yeah. He looked like the better fighter. The better fighter won. He was sharper. He was more polished. He was uh, more effective. He looked like he hit harder. Um, yeah, the better fighter won. Grave effort um, for the loser, but yeah, the, the better fighter won. He was, he, I also like what he said at the press conference. He was very humble, and um, and yeah, yeah, it was a good, a good, good all round performance um, against a, a good opponent. But again, this is not elite world level yet. Oh, no, no, this shouldn't be. They were British title fights, you know. There was a British yeah, title but they're looking at Boatsy to go on and beat all these guys. If you can't put Aziz away inside twelve, the elite would. But what trouble is that's the trouble. We're always in a hurry to make world champions out of everybody, and because it's the supply well, we and like demand, to see, we like to see wanted to be a world champion. I like looking at a fighter and saying. Oh my God! Like, how have I not seen him before? And he has the potential to do this down the line. And I didn't look at either one of them and say, "Down the line, these guys are have the potential to be great." You know what I mean? That's that's what you want to see in fighting. You want to see. But you're you not going to see it all the time. Greatness. greatness has got to be special, otherwise it wouldn't be greatness. Yeah, exactly. But you, you don't have to be perceived to get us. excited. Huh? I, I want to see something that I haven't seen before. I, I, you know what I mean? I'm tired of like the same old guys standing toe to toe and not. You know what I mean? And do uh, all these abilities are out there. They're they're reachable. They're teachable, and and they're not being used. It's like you just have two guys throwing the basic same old left right follow with the left hook and stand in front and either take the shot or or. That's what you thought of Wurtzi last night. Punching. That's what you thought of Wurtzi last night, yeah. That's not that I, what I thought of him exactly, but I, I'm just saying it uh, in a bit of an exaggeration that when you see people doing things like. Like basic, you it's just like you want to see better, and you know an individual can do better, and it's frustrating because like that knowledge is out there. But that's We're why you, you that's why you get these special fighters every once in a while because they're special. There's not a lot of them around, yeah, you know? exactly that. Well, I mean, I think it's also because like they have the they have the they have the um the mindset to go in the ring and push themselves in that way. But it's almost like the, the people that are teaching them are not implementing that stuff at an early age. I tell you who became a prospect last night, who I really liked, uh, Johnny Fisher. Yeah, over in the States, he boxed I on a Vegas Johnny bill. Fisher crossed a barrier last night that he, that he defined himself as someone to keep their eye on. Before he was a, you know, a young kid coming up. But last night, I think he, he graduated somewhat. Um, and was a clever, you know, he, he's a little wild, but he's, but he, but he's, 
control wild and i think mark tibbs is doing an incredible job with him and i think he's coming on and he's and the, the way he's, he's he's set up he set up the uh the attack and then of course when he gets the attack he goes crazy but yeah and, and 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 rightly so he does it in a very educated way i think mark tibbs is doing a fantastic job with him and i think last yeah. night he graduated to be to people are going to talk taking him serious you know so i was very happy for mark and for uh and for for johnny because um i think it was a great win for him i think he he will come on leaps and bounds and just get better and better now ben can we go into the questions so, like people are asking questions in this i think if, i find a lot of them very interesting can you okay let me talk about this one because just before jughead got on there Another gentleman said Roberto Duran is the greatest fighter of all time. Not even, you know, not even Sugar Robinson or either Sugar Ray Matches or Ali. Duran is the greatest fighter ever. And this guy uh, says, I respect your opinion, but I disagree. Sam Langford is the greatest boxer over the last 120 years. Respect your opinion, though. Duran is my second favorite boxer. So some people, I was, I was explaining this today. I did my historical London boxing tour today. And outside of the old National Sporting Club in Covent Garden, Oh, no, I was mentioning how Sam Langford wants that. There are people who will tell you that Langford is the greatest fighter of all time. Not Ali, not Sugar Ray Leonard, not Sugar Ray Robinson, not Roberto Duran, not Henry Armstrong. I think, but, Ben, you know. in fairness to the public and to the to the people who are tuning in and to all of us, I think what defines people's opinion is the style. It's like what style do you like? You get a degree of a Leonard or Duran uh, well, that's uh, obviously not what. No, but that's obviously not what influences someone. No, I think it is because they have not they, seen Langford. They don't no, seen Langford. No, but I'm saying, Ben, when, when someone picks Roberto Duran over Sugar Ray Leonard, it, it, it's not technical. Or, they just think it, that's the style they like. No, I, I disagree, like, Gary. I've, I, it I, definitely I influences no. what makes you choose. I spend all week debating boxing with people every day, all week for the last fifteen years online. And a lot of them have come in from a historical angle. They go about most major wins, prime losses. They, 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 not everybody is talking instinctively in style. To be fair, I think uh, fighters are more like that. Professional fighters tend to Yeah, because you say, who do you like the best? And I, I, know. Favor, I favor the style I like. But no one could possibly name Sam Langford as the greatest fighter of all time based on liking his style because he's only grainy black and white footage and it's yeah. pretty sparse. Mm -hmm. it, it has to be resume-based. Silk has got a problem with that. Silk says, I don't care how awesome your statistics are, especially if it happened before the First World War. I didn't say I, I, didn't say I don't care. I, I, don't, I just don't think it's the number one thing. Um, no, I understand that. I, I understand that's your position. But, that, but you realise that is a legitimate point of view amongst some historians. That Some say Harry Greb, right? They say Harry Greb is the greatest fighter ever lived. His, his, his resume is untouchable. Some of them say Sam Langford is the guy. That is a thing. And I mean, what, you have, to, what you have to take into consideration too is longevity. I mean, we can all have an incredible night, but you have to look at time and time again where these guys deliver against incredible opposition. So there has to be an element of, you know, the number of times they've done it. And, and you know, and I, I don't think you can become the greatest of the greats unless you proved it and, and a, a series number of times. Um, and a lot of the ones that we're talking about from the Ray Leonard to the Durans, they, they have. Um, and, well, the uh, thing that hurts Leonard when when historians start talking about resumes is his, his stats are relatively brief because he only had 40 professional fights. But what I say as a caveat to that is what, what a resume is over 40 fights. So when you look at 
the scalps of Benitez, Duran, Hearns and Hagler, I don't know if anybody beat four better opponents than that in a career, even if they had 200 fights. So that's the caveat I would raise. Yes, absolutely, 100%. And, yeah, and these, these guys were at their best as well. Yeah, pretty much, for the most part, they were. You know, so... But there is a, there are many ways to approach it from. I think the, ultimately I prefer to judge fighters on what they did than hypothetical matchups across the, which is only ever going to be a hypothesis, however passionate you might be about it. So I like to judge a fighter. If someone says, oh, come on, Lennox Lewis would have KO'd him. He's greater than Joe Lewis. I say, you know, I, I'm not going to pontificate about the, the hypothesis. What I will say is I think Joe Lewis's body of work is better. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. but... But Michael is a big believer, and I do agree with him as well, that it's the how that matters too. It's not it's not just a question of a line of wooden soldiers and historical facts and achievements. There has to be that organic, that guy was fucking brilliant. Look what he just, look what he did back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. And but, uh, I was going to say, more questions. Let's go. You can get a couple more. We only got one there. Okay, well, there's a whole bunch of them, man. There's a whole bunch of comments. Where do you want me to start? It's there, There's a lot tonight. Um like I say, it started with the, the um, just Denis, who, who said Duran is the greatest fighter, said also good trainers are gone. They're even more rare now than great fighters. Yes, absolutely true. Great trainers are gone. Um, people don't approach it the same way. It's like, it's like uh, you know, you get a Volkswagen and you have this reproduction line and everyone just does the same thing the same way and the only originality that comes in is when somebody like a great fighter comes to the top uh like floyd mayweather and all of a sudden everyone's shoulder rolling but you know yeah. now that he's not there anymore the shoulder roll isn't in 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 uh fashion anymore so now they're doing something else i think that's who is the stylistic leader today is there one is there a stylistic no, I mean, I think Davis is too real for people. <laughs> Nobody wants to do that. That style That style is about work, right? I don't think that trainers are even, I mean, there's so much jumping around now with fighters. If you look at Hagler yeah. and, 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 and Leonard and Hearns, I mean, they stayed with the trainers forever, you know. Leonard didn't quite, Leonard didn't quite, but, but yeah. Well, generally he did. He may have moved once, but... Uh, well, no, uh, he got rid of Dundee, didn't he, after the um, the Hagler fight, I believe. But but that was the end of his career, wasn't it, really? Oh, yeah. So, but do you know the interesting thing about Leonard? We, I think we touched on this before. He said Angelo Dundee never really trained him anyway. I don't think he was a trainer, Angelo Dundee. I thought he was a motivator. Well, he a worked with Michael, motivator. so Michael had have a good opinion on that. Yeah, no, well, he's um, he's a strategist. He's extremely knowledgeable. He's a... Uh, so he was a strategist. He's also, he reads, he can read the energy. He can read, you know, you as a fighter and what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong and what you should do. So so I would say strategist, um, trainer, he wouldn't tell you how many rounds you got to do on the bag or, you know, but he's looking at it and sparring and say, well, that's going to work. That's not going to work. This is what we got to do. And a lot of times um, he, he's also like uh you know, for a lot of fighters, he was a stepping stone. If you have Angelo Dundee in your corner, it's going to guarantee you more money because the interest is... But again, it's like, that's not a trainer. When you're telling someone you have to throw the right hand here, this is the strategy, but who's teaching you how to throw the right hand, you know? That this is the thing. Yeah, this but is the, the fighters are complete. Today's fighters, it's like, 
Like the Ben Day. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Davids or whoever. These, Davids or whatever. These guys are getting fighters and, and they're good for these fighters because they're telling them how to be and what to do. But the fighters are already made. So cool stuff. They're just switching hands. Some people are better motivators. Some are better... Uh, you know, but it's not like the fundamentals. Like I remember the old, I trained with Bill Miller um, years ago, who was a great trainer. Um, Bobby Neal was yeah. a great, Bobby Neal was yeah. a great trainer. He was so knowledgeable with 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 the intricacies of of punching and and detail. And he was a he was a teacher. Um, yeah. there's, there's so few Johnny Clark, believe it or not, who who I love dearly. Johnny was it like he was so dedicated to the craft. Um, now it's people are strategists, motivators. They're getting fighters many at the end of the careers and and reinventing them because of psychological <laughs> benefits or strategy. But it's uh, what I say about the old fighters. They came up from the beginning all the and they taught the guys the fundamentals and took them all the way through now it's uh you know it swings and round but everyone's jumping back and forth here there and everywhere who's who's the in guy at the minute is it sugar hill now he's gonna get us he has a good a good win and now his gym's full of people because he's just you know beat deontay wilder or whatever he's i mean been a bit quiet lately by the way where is he by the way gary i've not seen him with fury i think the whole fury camp went quiet when I think they and it's there's two two uh, opinions. They went before the cut. Fury vanished, and there was two 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 opinions. Is he uncomfortable and keeping quiet, or is he going to come out, say nothing, come out and do a demolition job, and then really make a noise? No one will know because the fight is off. But um, he seemed very quiet at the. On the interview today, at the end, he went off on the manager. But yeah. throughout that, he was extremely. Maybe he's with Turkey Ali, where uh, the, with the um, his highness or whatever. His maybe excellency. Was, his excellence. Maybe he was being respectful of, of the company, but he was extremely contained for Tyson until the end, when it was all when when uh, his excellency had finished. Then he let the manager have it, but up to then he was extremely quiet. Usyk was interesting to me. He looked very angry. He looked very uh, yeah. serious. They asked him what he felt about when he heard about the cut. He said, "I just smiled," and I don't know what that means. And they well, said, to Tyson, they said "What are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? Now that the fight's postponed." He said, and he looked at the cam. He went, "I'm going to keep training." So yeah. again. I don't read into that as anything important, you know, uh, but it was interesting dynamic. Yeah. So it's almost like the, the roles changed a little. Usyk became the arrogant one and Fury was respectful and kind of laid back. And Fury, when he went off, he has every right to go off with some idiot calling him a coward who's never had a fucking fight in his life. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, um, listen, you have too many trainers these days talking smack, especially fathers and sons. And yeah, promoters and, and managers who've never fucking raised the glove yeah. in their life. No, they so much to say. It's just a that joke. Drives- I, I'd be if I were. I would like to see them put the gloves on immediately and get in the back once. Yeah, I mean that. People do talk with too much entitlement on the whole the whole sweet science when they've never been in there and had a punch in the mouth. You know, it's you. You get some people who are very knowledgeable at the game and they have never taken a punch, but but there is a level of respect and deference that you should have if you've never been in there at all, amateur or pro. Or even, you know, when people talk about training, this guy's useless, he couldn't teach a dead pigeon to lie down. You know, they've never trained a boxer, they've never coached anybody, even whether it was an amateur, uh, you know, new or maybe C or... What do you think so- about that? What does that tell you about boxing itself? It's like the entry level to become a professional boxer is really quite low. It's lower than any other athletic, professional athletic... And, and it's never been lower in the UK. You know, certainly, they might have tightened up a bit more recently, but there was a period about 10 years ago when uh-huh. anybody was getting a license, you know, like it, you could be a one-eyed fucking. Hang up, out. Oh, so I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that when <laughs> I said that. <laughs> you could be any old <laughs> one-eyed. You're, you're not a you're not a paraplegic, but <laughs> I am at the minute. Yeah, see, this is I'm projecting with my two co-host disabilities, aren't I? Um, I'm like, yeah, I'm, uh, mine's theory. been a very slow recovery, very slow, still, still rough. Training slightly, but not the same. But it's going to come back. But it's very slow recovery. Yeah, uh, you'll get there. Yeah, but um, yes, yeah, so I think we'll Panama see. Lewis had a protege that learned learned the crooked ways, and uh, he did the shit what, on what is, and got caught. Ben, what is coming up fight wise? Next week in Britain, you've got Hamza Shiraz, that upcoming prospect that I did an interview with on the channel, who's fighting Liam Williams um, at the, I believe it's at the Copper Box next weekend. Not too far away. We thought we'd get Fiori Usyk on February 17th. Obviously, we don't have that now. But uh, not too far away is Joshua and Gano. That'll be March the 8th, which we'll, we'll be there soon enough, won't we? That's what. Five I think weeks that's going to be a one sided thumping. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I is. hope it is, Michael. I hope it is. Um, you know, it's. Yeah. I don't know what to say if if Engano somehow wins. I don't know what to think about anything. Um, well, I mean, we know the state of heavyweight boxing, and I've never agreed that it was. It's for me. It's been its worst state it's ever been. I've never seen it worse than how how it has been. Um, what about the know, Klitschko era? What about the Klitschko era? That you know. Uh, when yeah, was- that was pretty terrible too. But but I mean, at least you, I mean you did have a couple of checks in there. There was that kid um, uh, out of South Africa. Um, he was a nice fighter. Uh, he knocked Klitschko out, in fact, and um, and so did uh, you know. I mean, there were some fighters that made it. Who Samuel Peter? You mean? No, not Samuel Peter. Because um, he did not Klitschko out. Who knocked Klitschko out? Corey Sanders. Sanders. Corey Sanders. Corey Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he knocked him out, and there was um, and then there was another kid who knocked him out. Okay, I forget. Lamont Brewster. Lamont Brewster. Lamont Brewster. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe I forgot that. I, I like Lamont a lot. Sorry, Lamont. Is he related to Darwin Brewster? Yeah, I think so. No. <laughs> um, I no, Darwin, no. Brewster. Darwin Brewster was a Welsh black guy, right? Who, who boxed out of the Thomas Beckett. I fought him. Yeah. Early yeah, in his career. I don't think they're really boxing at the top of Zabekic, you know. But 
Yeah, but Brewster had that incredible left hook and and good puncher. And anyone who hasn't seen that fight, they need to see it because it was a one-sided, it was a beatdown. This kid showed so much heart. And you know Klitschko could punch. He was carving him up. Who had yeah. the best left hook in the business? Who has the best left hook? Who had the best left hook? I think my friend, I'll name him in a minute. Who did you think was the best left hook? Whatever. Ever. Oh, that's what? so hard to say. Not ever, but like, let's name five. Joe Fraser, Sugar Ray Robinson. Fraser, Robinson. Um, Ooh, left hook. So it doesn't count if you're a southpaw and you're a right hook. Oh, so no, you're no, 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 tell you who was underrated. He had the greatest left hook in the business was Carlos Palomino. Yeah, he was a great left hooker. Used to call him at school the hook. That was his name. Yeah. Used to eliminate everyone yeah. in the gym with the hook. They used to call him the hook. Bob Foster. Used to say, put the hook on him, Carlos. And he said that would be the end of it. Yeah. Jughead said Cyclone Hearts. I think he was putting him up for the greatest left hooker ever. Excuse me, Jerry Cooney. That's a good Bob, Bob Foster. Bob Foster. Bob Foster, and he had a hell of a right hand too, Silk. Yeah, his left hook though. You see, but that, that left hook he wrecked Mike Quarry with was something else, wasn't it? Man, he, a lot of, and he hit. Didn't he hit um, Dick Tiger? He knocked Dick Tiger out with the same thing. Oh yeah, man, it was slashing because he threw right hand, left hook, and again right hand. Exactly. Left hook, yes. Or something and, like and, that. And that's and nobody put a ten count a ten count on Dick Tiger that I can remember anyway. No, that was the only knockout ever suffered by Tiger. Absolutely right, Ben. Yeah. It's two fifteen. Yeah, you know what? Quickly, this is the most engagement we've ever had and the most live viewers we've ever had at the same time. The annoying thing is, once it goes into our videos, we, we don't get all these comments. We don't retain them or the views. We have to build them again from scratch. That's the way it goes in the live podcast. But we are starting to break through, gentlemen, because this is the most engagement we've had and there's names on here i've never seen before who are all talking wanting to get involved in this magical boxing show with three very charismatic co-presenters who all know almost too much and are trying to talk over each other the whole goddamn time we're getting there yeah we're getting there and before we go okay. maybe more, before we go you want to remind everybody we have this running bet kind of thing and i don't know is there is there a is there a prize for the winner there's you get to play James Brown and get a sense of like inordinate entit entitlement that doesn't even make sense proportionally. Yes. No, no, no. I'm saying, is there going to be an end to? Is there going to be an end to this, or is it just? You like, saying is there is there a goal like the first one to yeah. reach 30, yeah. 30 points with? Like somebody get a title belt or something. The first to thirty wins. First to so thirty. I can still, so I'm in the lead actually. If that's all it is, because I've got ten. No, no, that can't be it. That's crazy. So, so, so you know what? Here's the thing: for it to be for it to be a target, you know, you all agree to bet every week and not if you had a, But, but Gary, if you had a fighter and your fighter were was ten and six, what would you prefer your fighter to be? Ten and six or nine and three? Um, <laughs> this doesn't help establish what the target is. You, you're asking where the target is, so you can actually get to the finish line. We're going to have to discuss that off camera, okay? Well, let's do that. Okay. All right. Guys. So before we do that, let's finish with this. All right. Today in the fight world, Michael Olajide remained number one. He moved back into the king's slot. I thank you. Yeah. Hmm. It, it feels good. Okay. Come on, y'all. Dance. Come on, Gary. Come on now. You know, move it. Uh. All right, let's throw the show up. Cut that noise. Um, 
Okay, guys, thank you for tuning in. We have been Sugar, Silk and Stretch. Silk is in the lead in the scoreboard, in case you didn't actually pick that up already. We'll be back again next week, starting Friday. We'll be back again on Sunday, covering the latest fight action in the world and so much more besides. Thanks for your support. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.